Welcome to a talk with St Saviour's Summer. We hope that it blesses you. Good morning, everybody. This morning we're looking at a parable, and it's called the parable of the shrewd manager. And when I saw that this was the one that I was talking on, my first thought was, "Uh uh-oh. I think that's the parable I've never actually quite understood. So I remember going home and reading it. Yep, that's the one. And I was also a bit surprised because how many times have I read through Luke? How many times have I read the parable and yet it was so easy to skip over this one? Because you've got the prodigal son first, which is a good belting story, and then you've got um, the rich man and Lazarus afterwards. And so I had just managed to completely skim past this one time after time. So it's been good to do a little bit of research on this one and uh, hopefully together we'll work it out this morning. Um, Before we hear the story, before Colin comes and reads the story, I just want to give you the definition that I like of the word shrewd because I've read it so many times recently I, I start to forget what it actually means So the definition of shrewd, a shrewd person is able to understand and judge a situation quickly and to use this understanding to their own advantage. So Colin, if you'd like to come and read us the story. Thank you. So uh, this is the parable of the shrewd manager, which is uh, Luke chapter 16, beginning at verse 1. Jesus told his disciples there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. The manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do, so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? 800 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down quickly and make it 400. Then he asked the second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it 800. Now the master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of light. I tell you, Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. 
Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So, if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Thank you, Colin. So we have a rich man who employs a manager. And he trusts the manager to control his wealth and his household. And this would have been a good job. It would have been well paid. The manager would have been a part of the rich man's household. Um, he would have lived there, all his food provided. It was a good job. And straight away, I want to make a link between us and the manager. Because the rich man gave the manager a lot of trust and a lot of control over his wealth. And in the same way, God has given us amazing things. All of creation, all of our gifts, and he's given us control of that as well. So just like the shrewd manager, we too are managers of God's wealth. We're also members of God's household in the same way that the manager was. Now, I suspect the manager in the story had become a bit kind of complacent and slapdash because we hear really early on in the story that the rich man accuses the manager of being wasteful. Now, it's an interesting word. He doesn't say, you've stolen from me, you've been embezzling. He says, you've been wasteful. Now, I suspect what was meant by wasteful was that the manager had a kind of a casual attitude to his master's belongings. Oh, throw that old carpet away. It's got a small mark on it. We'll get a new one. The master will pay. Don't bother with yesterday's leftovers. We'll get fresh. I'll sign for it. Oh, look, my phone's got a scratch on the screen. Order me a new one. Make it an iPhone 11. The rich man asks the manager to give an account of what he's done. But basically, the rich man says, you're fired. So what does the manager do? Well, he's lost everything. He's lost his job, he's lost his home, he's lost his livelihood, he's lost his income. His main concern, it seems, is where is he going to live? What am I going to do for a home? And you know, a similar situation is going to confront us one day. 
because our management of God's earthly wealth is going to come to an end. One day, we're going to die. All of us, I'm afraid. And then, where are we going to live? We've got the same problem, or we will have the same problem, that the manager had. So what does the manager do? Faced with this problem, he says, I'm not strong enough to do any manual work. I can't beg because I would be ashamed. So we learn immediately that this manager is lazy and proud. Not a very good combination. But at this point, the manager suddenly changes gear and he starts to come up with this plan, this shrewd plan for what he can do. So he calls in, before he's actually kicked out of the building, I would imagine, he calls in one of his master's debtors. How much do you owe my master? 800 gallons of olive oil. Now, in those days, bills were often done in commodities. And I suspect that this man was actually renting a very large olive grove from our rich man. The manager says, quick, sit down, change the amount. Change it from 800 to 400. And the debtor does it. Calls in the next one. How much do you owe my master? A thousand bushels of wheat. Quick, sit down, change the amount, make it 800. Now, I don't know about you, but it all sounds very sneaky to me. That sounds a bit furtive. One at a time, quick, sit down, change the amount. And I wonder how many debtors he called in. We're told about two, but I suspect there were lots. What was the point of doing that? Because it was his master's money that he was giving away. How did that benefit the manager? Well, the manager knew that in his culture, if you did a favor for someone, you were honor-bound to pay that favor back. And favors like this one that the manager had done were often paid back in accommodation. So our manager could go and knock on that oil man's door and say, do you remember me? Can I come and live with you for six months? And, and he would be taken in. Perhaps the manager, the manager would ask the guy for a reference or see if he could find him a job, but he would be on a bound to look after him. And you know, I think it was also quite clever that the manager got the debtor to change the amount on the bill. He didn't do it himself, he got someone else to do it, so he couldn't be accused of doing anything wrong. So the manager was being incredibly generous with his master's wealth, all to get himself an earthly home. Brilliant, shrewd, but dishonest. His master, the rich man, when he found out what the manager had done, had a 
a sort of a grudging admiration for the manager that he'd been so shrewd. And Jesus, as well, commends the manager for his actions. How can that be? Jesus tells us that the manager was a man of the world. He knew how the world worked. He knew how the system worked. He knew how to deal with people like him, himself, with the same aims, the same ambitions, and how to use it to his advantage. He used worldly scheming to ensure he wouldn't be homeless. Jesus goes on to say that the sons of light, his disciples, that's us, need to be at least as shrewd about how the kingdom of God works. We need to be as shrewd about how the kingdom of God works as the manager was about how the world works. Jesus says, we could learn something from the manager. The manager in our story was focused on getting himself an earthly dwelling, an earthly home. We should be focused on getting ourselves a heavenly home. Remember, we talked earlier about the fact that one day we're going to be without an earthly home. We're going to stop being God's stewards on earth. We'll lose our earthly lives. We know this is going to happen. It's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to you. And where are we going to live then? Now, you can pretend it's not going to happen. But if you're wise, you'll start planning now. If you have never asked Jesus into your life... If you have never said, over to you, Jesus, I trust you. If you have never asked him to forgive you for everything you've done and to help you make a fresh start today, what are you waiting for? Speak to someone today. Speak to Ron. Get someone to pray with you. Find out more. If you are a disciple already, then you should be using your knowledge of how the kingdom of God works to store up your treasure in heaven, to be certain of your heavenly home. And remember, that's going to last for eternity. Big deal. Ah, Well, it's easy to say, isn't it? But how does the kingdom work? How can we be shrewd about God's kingdom? Yes, we know God has given us all sorts of things. He's given us an infinite resource of love and grace. He's given us special personal gifts, gifts of prayer, gifts of healing, administration, hospitality, teaching, all sorts of different gifts. The list goes on and on. 
But what am I to do with it all? Oh, give it away. God wants me to be scandalously extravagant with all his gifts. We are to recklessly give God's wealth away. That's the way the kingdom of God works. Give it away by the armful, by the heartful. Jesus commended the manager because he was generous with his master's money. We too must be generous with our master's money, with his gifts. That's the shrewdness that Jesus commends. Be generous with everything that God has given you. That's what Jesus meant when he said, sell your possessions and give to the needy so that we will all have a treasure in heaven that does not fail. Jesus wants to trust us with true riches when we get to heaven. Not worldly wealth, but true riches. Here and now is your time to show Jesus that you're a manager who can be trusted. Give it all away. Don't store up treasure on earth because it will do you no good. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock. For your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted where no thief comes and where no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. For more information about St Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviourssunbury.org.uk.